Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Dave Shear. I'm the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. Today, I will be interviewing Terry Lacey, an ex-motorcycle gang member whose life changed gears suddenly through an encounter with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name's Terry Lacey, and uh, Dave's asked me to come and uh, share my testimony. Um, I just want to tell you, um, 1978 was a bad year and a good year. And um, I can just tell you that I was uh, heading down to Windsor to go help a friend of mine move. And I thought I might just stop by and see an old brother of mine I used to be in the club with. And uh, this fella became a Christian, and I didn't ever, I could never understand, you know, why. So, uh, but I thought, you know what, he was always a good friend and still a brother in my eyes. So I uh, stopped by and seen him, and he was home from lunch. He was a butcher, and um, he just, uh, yeah, he was shocked to see me for sure. <laughs> Because uh, many times I've ran away, uh, he was a kind of a fella, he had a motorcycle and he had stickers on the side of it and it says, you know, Jesus saves and all that. And that yes. always kind of just kind of scared me a little bit, I mm -hmm. think. And I always ran from him, you yeah. know. But uh, I knew his love for me mm -hmm. and for his Lord, eh? And, yeah. uh, but anyways, I got there and he was home from lunch. It, and... Um, Tilbury, it was just outside of Tilbury. Okay. So it's probably another half an hour to Windsor. So yep. I uh, stopped and seen him. And his wife, uh, Pauline, she was home too with her their little baby. And um, so Bruce started to tell me about Christ. And um, meanwhile, you got to understand that Bruce knew where I was coming from. You know, mm -hmm. I was a whoremonger, drug addict, you know, in the world's eyes, probably no good for nothing. Yeah. Okay. But in my eyes, that was my life. Yes. And that's all I knew. But uh, he started telling me about Christ. And I, you know, I listened to him for about an hour. And I thought, you know, I better get going. Eh? I mm -hmm. want to get up. And I, I'd get up off the kitchen table and start leaving. And he would just keep talking. And um, I just, I listened. For yep. the first time in my life, I think I just listened. Okay. And um, mind you, I, probably when I walked in that house, I was stoned. And uh, he knew that. Mm -hmm. He knew all the baggage I carried. And uh, But he sat patiently and kept telling me. And then, you know, I thought, well, you got to get back to work. And i got to get going anyway, say. So I thought, oh, this is my out, eh? Yeah. But um, <clears throat> he had different plans. Mm -hmm. He just said he's about his father's business. About his father's business. Yeah, okay. that's right. So uh, he just said to me, you know, he started telling me about, he wasn't worried about his job. Yes. He said he wanted to do God's work, you know. And uh, so we just uh, kept talking, and and he went right back to Adam and Eve, to the fall of sin, you know, into yeah. our lives, and explained everything right through the Bible to me, and right up to Christ. And um, so I just... Um, um, Bruce, like I say, he was an old friend, and mm -hmm. uh, he was home from lunch and that, so I thought he was going to leave, but no, he just kept telling me and talking to me, and well, four and a half hours went by. Wow. <laughs> so 
I got it all. Yeah. And his wife was in the next room on her knees praying, wow. trying to keep this child from crying and screaming. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it was, you know, it was getting my attention. Yes. And, but I knew that, like Bruce just told me, he goes, you know, Satan's just playing you. You know, he wants you just to get up and go. Yeah. But he says, Terry, you got, you know, to make a decision here. So he, you know, he walked me through everything and then, I said to him, so what do I got to do? Like, I got to go to see a priest or, you know, go to a church or something, you yeah. know? And he goes, no. He says, we, in this farmhouse, right at this kitchen table, yep. we can accept, you can accept Christ into your heart and life. Let God come in and change you. Wow. And um, that was when I just kind of, I didn't understand everything. And then he kind of, he explained something to me which made so much sense, and, I, and I've shared it with so many people in jail. And um, I just find that, okay. He says, if you could imagine your sins right, written down on a wall, okay. all of them. Yapes. You know, and I looked at that wall, and there was a lot there. Yes. And my, and my guilt mm -hmm. was unbelievable. And, but he said that Jesus came, he says... Uh, this is a wall that Jesus wanted to wash all my sins away and forgive me of all my sins and to forget about all of them Yes. and let it go. So I just, you know, I, I said, wow. I said, man, that's, I, that really hit me. Yeah. But he kept speaking to me and telling me about, you know, what the blood of Christ did and, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I finally, I, I, I knew what I've done in my life and the stuff I did in the club and, uh, you know, hurt a lot of people. When in the club, can you yeah. clarify that for now, us? Yeah, I used to belong to a motorcycle club and uh, I hung, well, I was a member for around five years, but I was probably around the club for seven or eight years. Yes. And uh, so that lifestyle gets to you. Yeah, like the MC club yes. lifestyle is Yeah. more, was it a, you know, is it? Okay to ask, was it a criminal activity club? Like a lot. A, yeah. a lot of that was going on in the 70s. And yep. I had got myself involved in a lot of stuff okay. that I shouldn't have been in, um, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was looking at the guilt of hurting people was probably the worst. Okay. And God really laid it on my heart, and I could see that, you know, I wasn't right with God. Yeah. And when it was... I. When I told Bruce, I said, Jesus died, but who cares? Everybody's yeah. just doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I've seen in life. Mm -hmm. eh? And then he goes, no, he says, you can have a personal relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that. You know, I, I thought, well, I, went, I went to church when I was a kid, you know, and I don't remember any of this, you know. Like, I just remember, you know, who's ever up front, they're telling you what's going on, and you just believe them, you know. Yeah. But um, when he said I could have it personally, but... Getting back to the where I just, he asked me to. Um, I'm just trying to read you. Make too. a choice or make a decision. Yeah, make a decision, and and after like I say four and a half hours, he's speaking to me, and I I just he just finally just said, well, they used to call me Baby Duck, and he called me Duck, eh? And, Baby Duck. Yeah, uh -huh. and he says, Duck, you uh, you know the truth. Yeah. And you got to do something with it. You can reject it, mm -hmm. which most people do. He says, or you can receive it. Right. And he says, that's the most awesomest thing. And, and at first I thought, man, I want that wall cleaned. I want it washed by the blood of Christ. Yep. You know? And uh, 
The wall with all your sins all on it. All my sins yeah. on it, that's right. And uh, so I just, uh, I said, I really want that, but like, do I have to go to church and ask the priest or ask somebody? That's mm -hmm. how, like, you know, that's where my head was at, eh? Yeah. And he goes, no, we can do that right here. So right there at the kitchen table, I asked Jesus to come into my life. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't no, you know, great spiritual awakening or anything, but you know what? <laughs> I, I left that house with peace. Yep. And I knew something was lifted. Like a weight lift. Yep. yep. And I didn't know what it was. It, it kind of, it was kind of spooky at first. Yeah. Because I knew something was going on. And after I, I should just, I'll read this here. Says, sure. As Bruce explained, you know, from Adam and Eve, the fall to Jesus's birth, death and resurrection, rising from the dead and sitting on the right hand of God. And then he uh, asked me if I want to receive Christ, and and I did. Yeah. You know, and that was the most that was the awesomest thing I had probably have done in my whole life. Yes. You know? I was 25 years old, and probably been doing drugs since 14. Yep. And uh, you know, experimenting. You mm -hmm. know, in the 60s, everything was experimental. A lot of the guys that were in the club uh, got hooked on heroin and stuff, and mm -hmm. got killed, and yeah. it wasn't good. You lost a lot of people. A lot know. of friends. Yeah. A lot of friends. Even to this day, I mean, uh, I don't know how many guys I've went and witnessed to and talked. And, yeah. And um, they're guys, just guys. Guys in the club or in right. clubs, yes. Yeah. And um, so after I, you know, after I accepted Christ, then I didn't really know what was going on. I went back down to Windsor and tried, you know, my buddy was already moved by the time I got down there. Your buddy had moved? Yeah, yeah. he moved, but I went down and helped him a little bit. But I stayed at his, uh, his old place or something, and we were cleaning up, and I slept on the floor okay. in the place. Yeah. But when I woke up the next day, I made the bed. Wow. Like there was a pillow and a blanket there, and I yep. rolled it up, and I, and I never did that. No. <laughs> never done that in my life. And yeah. I, and it, just walk away from it normally or yeah. had someone else take well, care of it. I just boot it in the corner, yeah. eh? Yeah. And I just, I, it hit me. I, you know, it's a simple thing as making a bed or just, you know, doing something nice, I guess. I don't sure. know. And I just kind of laughed good. about it. Yeah, I kind of laughed about it. Eh? Yeah. And I said, why did I do that? You know? And, <laughs> but see, God was changing my heart. Right. You know? And, uh, so then I... Um, change of heart. Yeah, big time. Big time change of heart. Well, Kathy and I, my, my wife now, uh, we lived together. We were together for five years. Okay. And we were pretty well ready to break up yep. at this point. And it was only God's saving grace that, uh, you know, that we stuck it out. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I got home, I helped my buddy move and everything, and I stayed down to Amherstburg, you know. Amherstburg, yeah. Yeah, and we just, you know... So the next day I went home and God really put on my heart to talk to Kathy about my experience, you know, yep. of receiving Christ. Eh? I didn't understand it. Right. I could not really fathom what was going on. But since we lived together, God put on my heart the guilt. Okay. You know, God wants us to get married. Right. He really does. Yep. Eh? And I got sucked into the system of, you know, living together. Yeah, common and that, law. Yeah, and so it was common. just, but you know, back then it was kind of, it was more, you really jumped out a limb at first. Right. It? But today it's, you know. Yeah, today it's, it's so common. It is but... common. But I sat down with Kathy and I, we were just going to go to bed and I just told her that, I said, I can't explain it, 
but God is so real. Mm -hmm. I can't, I just can't, I can't hold it back. Right. You got to share this. That's with right. You. And uh, I was very dishonest with her. Yeah. And I never, you know, like being in the club and everything, you're always partying, and, you know, with different people, yep. you know, and, uh, but there's always women, you know, mm -hmm. so. Women on the side. That's too. right. Yeah. And, uh. And that was a guilt thing yep. for me, big time. And so I explained to Kathy and told her that, you know, I was unfaithful. Yeah, some that, confessions. Uh, yep, and I just told her that there would be no more BS. I Great. said, that's where I'm at right now. I said, yep. I feel like God told me, you know, that's it, clean up. We're going to clean up, no, and he's going to help me. No more me, BS. Eh? That's right. Yeah, yeah just be straight yep. with people, eh? And just mm -hmm. tell the way it is. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay, you know? And, uh, be honest. That's and right. You can start and, being honest. Yeah. yeah. And I was, you know, we're constant liars, eh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always cover what we thought we said. And, you yeah. know, and to me, that lifestyle, that's what I lived. Mm -hmm. And I always covered everything. But I wanted to be honest. Yes. So I told her that. And I thought maybe she might just leave, eh? Yeah. But she didn't. And she thought I just did another hit of acid and I just flipped out. And yep. I was on this little trip, you know? Yes. But. She watched me, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, God, uh, the second week I was saved, my sister was getting married. Okay. And um, so I had to go <clears throat> go down to uh, the wedding and everything. And I sat there and I never had a drop of booze and I couldn't believe it. I had no desire to drink. Nice. I had no desire to do drugs. God just took it away. Yep. And you know what? That's what had to happen to me. Right. Because I relied on that. Mm -hmm. you know, that was my lifestyle. Eh? You were a drinker and you used drugs and regularly. And then yeah. all of a sudden that, you just, at this wedding, was yeah. it a wedding? Yeah, it was my then sister's wedding. Then you had wedding. no desire to, yeah, to partake. That was just taken right away. Wow. Eh? And my, uh, actually, alcoholism is a big thing in our family. Eh? Okay. In and family. Um, I was sitting with my uncle, my uncle Bob, he was an alcoholic. And yep. he cussed and sweared at me because I never had a drink at my sister's wedding. And even my mom, she said, like, it's not very often we don't see you standing on tables booting everybody's drinks off or yeah. doing something stupid, <laughs> well, you know? Yeah. But that's just who I was. Yes. And Did uh, they see it as, a, like, in your family, was it, you know... Taking a drink at the wedding was kind of a respectful thing to do, or a disrespectful yeah. thing. Well, it was the social thing. It was social, you know. Okay, and yeah. to me, when you go into anybody's house down there, the first thing they say is, "What do you want to drink?" Yes. They don't ask you how you're doing. They just say, "What right. do you want to drink?" Yes. You know, and that's just the way it was. Eh? Mm -hmm. But uh, God, uh, you know, I had that was like February something. Well, February 11th, I got saved in 1978. February 11th, 1978, yeah. to, to, to today, you, yeah, I drank or you anything. have not had yeah. a drink. No. Wow. Coming from that lifestyle before. Yeah. So there were some instant changes. Oh, and God just took it and healed it. Wow. You know, because he knew where I stood, eh, in mm -hmm. that. And, uh, but I think I needed that. I needed that extra push. And then I had a friend, his name's Ivan, and uh, him and I were real tight all our lives, eh? And yes. we did some fighting in the bars and stuff, and... And we're still friends to this day. And, um, but my heart went out. I, um, when you love someone, yes, you want them to know about Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was at. So when I was going down to my sister's wedding, um, 
I stopped into his place and I I shared my heart with yes. him because him and I did a lot together and and uh, but when I shared Christ with him, I you know mind you, I had no knowledge of the Bible. Right. But I knew about Jesus now. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I shared a little track. Eh? I had a little track. You know. What's a track? It's a. It was called a chick track. A chick know? track. Yeah, okay. and they have like different things on there, how to get saved. You know, yep. little stories about people that maybe. Oh, I think lived you've seen some of them were like a comic book that's or right. different things, yeah. like small. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's all I had is for you know my scripture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I um, told Ivan what was going on, but he never really said much, eh? Yeah. And then uh, I took went to my sister's thing and blah blah blah, and I come back. And his wife and and him went to bed that night, and he couldn't sleep. Okay. But I knew God's Holy Spirit was working. Okay. Oh yeah, I didn't have to do now, nothing. Now, had he re looked at the track that you gave him? No, oh, okay. he wouldn't look at it. Yeah. No, but yeah. he listened to what. See, he knew who I was, but he knew that, like, wow, like his wife said to him, he goes, "Well, what's with Duck, eh? Yeah. You know, and he said, "Well, he's in this Jesus thing, man." Yeah. Like really, really into it. You know, <laughs> yep. meanwhile, I was only saved like for a couple of weeks, eh? So yep. meanwhile, you think you're not doing anything for God, but man, God's working. Right. And he all you gotta do is be obedient. Right. You just gotta go. They could see the change in you. Oh, they could see well, that's one thing he were. could. Yeah. But see, I didn't know that his wife she went to church all the time. Oh, okay. So she kinda scared me because she knew more of the Bible than yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. So uh I, um, after I told my buddy Ivan that, and then when she said that he's into Jesus, yep. you know, meanwhile, I didn't know she's been praying to God that she asked God to show her the truth. Wow. That's what she wanted. She wanted yep. the truth. And, uh, but you got to understand, she never liked me right. because I was always taking Ivan out and we were always fooling around with other, you know. Party. Yeah, partying and doing yeah. the things she didn't want him to do. No, she yeah. didn't want him to and do that. She, she saw you as part of the cause of that, right? That's right. Yeah. Meanwhile, God used the person she disliked mm -hmm. to show her the way. Wow. And uh, so we, it was probably a week or so after, she asked if I'd come down and talked. Yes. So I did. And um, I had the track with me, and I told her, you know, she knew my life. Like, I mean, yes. she knew it was a wreck, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but... Uh, she just said, I can't believe that I asked God to show me the truth. Yep. And it's you. Wow. Of all, all people. people right? Yeah. And uh, that was just a miracle by Man. itself. And she accepted Christ. Like she asked me, she says, What is why am I feeling like this? Like I I know you're telling me the truth. Yes. And I said, That's God's Holy Spirit. Try and prepare your heart. Right. That you're ready. You're ready. You yep. know. And uh, so she did. She asked Christ to come into her heart. Yep. And uh, my buddy Ivan, he kind of backed and waved, you know, mm -hmm. just playing it a little bit, eh? Yeah. But I could see that he needed Christ. Right. And he knew it, eh? Mm -hmm. And I just told him, I says, it's a, I can't pray you into heaven. I wish I could. Yep. But it's your decision. You have to you make know? it yourself, eh? Yeah. Nobody can do it for you. No. Yeah. And they both accepted Christ that year, and uh, wow. just the start of a journey, eh? mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it was it was awesome. And then God started working on my heart. You want to talk about change? Um, back in the day, I lifted stuff like like to steal. Yeah, you you lifted yeah. things. Yeah. 
and boosted uh, it. Left yeah, it, yeah. And uh, God put certain things on my heart, and I I couldn't figure out why. At mm -hmm. nighttime, I'd be laying there, and He'd bring up. I had a belt buckle, a Harley belt buckle. I still have it today. You drive a Harley Davidson, right? Yes, I yes. do. Yeah. Okay. Is that the only kind? No, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yep. it um, God put on my heart to go back and talk to this guy, and uh, so I went back to the store where I stole it. Yes. And um, little leather shop type thing, you yep. know. And but I walked in, and there was a guy in there painting the ceiling and the walls and stuff. And then I seen the owner. I asked him, I said, did you own this place, you know, a year and a half ago, blah, blah, blah. And he yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. You know. So there's a year and a half later you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, um, yeah, I own this place. And then I took the belt buckle and put it up on the counter. And I said, um, I'd like to purchase this now. Yes. <laughs> or pay for it. Yeah. And... Uh, but I also know that you could call the police at any time. And but I'm I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. I want the truth to be known here. Wow. And uh, so I laid that all out, and he was getting upset with me. He says, "How could you take that out of that counter?" I says, "I could probably take something right while we're talking." Yep. But I said I didn't come here to brag about some stupid thing that I did. Yep. I said I I feel ashamed. And God has convicted me in my heart to come and talk to you. Yeah. So, you know, we talked, and and um, he was pretty upset, eh? Yes. But that wasn't, I. God didn't send me to, for him. Right. He sent me for that guy that was painting. Ah. And uh, the guy was almost in tears, and he wow. just kind of looked at me, and he goes, that took a lot of balls, man. Yep. And uh, I just told him, I says, when God puts something on your heart, you got to do it. Yeah. You can't sit back and say, nah, you know, or run from it. You got to do it. Yeah. So that's how I started dealing with stuff. And we communicated, him and I talked quite a bit about stuff, and it really worked out well, eh?
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. For more information on the youth prison ministry of Refuge Ministries Canada, please visit our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com.